Ginger on ginger, ginger on ginger, Jacob has red hair, so does Alex. Welcome to Ginger on Ginger, the podcast where two redhead comedians pick a word, phrase, or concept, then discuss it through their humorous, gingery lens. I'm Jacob Godby. I'm Alex Tate. I feel like I change the intro a little bit every time. Yeah, it gets a little bit worse every time. <laughs> you kind of just like drag out your sentence like you've forgotten what to say. Yeah. What is this podcast about again? Yeah. I was going to try and throw you off today and be like, I'm Jacob Godby, and you say, I'm Alex Tate, and then I was going to be like, Alex. Are you circumcised? And then just see if that threw you off. Oh, you know that wouldn't throw me off. No, I know. <laughs> You're pretty good at just at uh, staying on task and throwing me off, quite honestly. The easiest way to throw me off is you're not going to get me with like some penis reference or asking if something has been inside my anus. You can get me by being like, I talked to your dad yesterday. <laughs> I'll be like, what? Why? <laughs> Why? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's funny. Alex, got anything to report? I know we've both been inside doing almost nothing the last couple of weeks. Yeah, and that's that's what I have to report. I feel like since I've been in Montana this whole time, we were kind of slow on the uptake and a lot of people were like sheltering in place before we were. And this is my first full week of that, like officially. And yeah. my God, I get it now. Listen, I right. understand that. It's just going to suck for a period of time and we got to do our part and blah, blah, blah. Um, and I'm fine. It's not like I'm like, oh, you know, I'm thinking about traveling. I'm really not. But God, am I bored? Holy cow. Yeah, I'm on week. Uh, this is the third podcast ever we've recorded since I've been in Montana. And then I, we so this is the fourth one I've recorded in like self-quarantine, basically. And uh, it just becomes a different reality after a while. I'm like... Well, there's another day. You know, some nights I don't sleep because I haven't done anything. And then the next night I sleep because I stayed up till 4 a.m. the night before. Like, it's just, you know, I, I miss a lot of stuff. I don't miss working. <laughs> I I kind of do miss working, I'll be honest. Oh, it was so cute. I it just, I miss doing something. Like, I, so we're doing, like, online orders. And I got to go into the store for, like, four hours to fill out some online orders. Yeah. And that was just so lovely. Yeah. I without having a schedule, without having like a time crunch, like I need to get this done now because I have work. I'm like, I can get this done whenever. I end up doing it not at all ever. Right. Yeah. I don't miss going into work. I do miss doing stuff and leaving my house, but not, not the actual work part. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Well, what's our word of the day? Jacob, the word of the day is uh, not a word. It's one of the phrases or concepts, and it is pet peeves. Ooh, yeah. pet peeves. Pet peeves. I like that. Yeah. All right. It's, and I'm talking about, like, actual pet peeves. I Some people are like, what's your pet peeve? And they're like, I don't like it when people beat beat up at one another or whatever. And you're like, well, yeah, I don't think That's anybody. objectively wrong. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Or like scraping a fork across a plate. We all hate it. That's not a pet peeve. It's not a pet peeve. It's a bad noise. This is going to sound real uh, conceited of me. Maybe not conceited, but I have, I have a pet peeve when people are like really, really pessimistic. As kind of a optimist, I t tend to see the brighter side of things. And I just like feel dragged down sometimes when I can't make someone else see that as well. Yeah. That's like a real serious one. Yeah. Or like sometimes when people 
don't even try to engage with something or you're trying. I don't know. Whatever. I was more thinking along the lines of I hate it when I I work at a shoe shop and people walk in and they're like, I'm like, hey, welcome in. What can I help with today? And they go, do you have any shoes? <laughs> uh, okay, so and I'm like, that reminds me. Get fucked, bud. No. Right before I recorded the podcast, my parents were going to go for a drive and I was like, I'm going to go record, mom, and I'm going to talk about you. And she was like, what? And I was like, I'm kidding. I don't really have anything to say. But one of my biggest pet peeves is something but my mom does. Here we are. Here we go. <laughs> and she knows this. I've told her. I'll be like, oh, I did the dishes. And she'll go, did you? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> That's why I just told you no. that I did the dishes. I just fucking lied right to your face. Yeah. <laughs> and to be fair, you know, I do yank her chain sometimes. Not a sexual reference. That uh, means I'm joking with her. Sorry, that came out as choking. I meant to say joking. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> We're good. Keep digging that hole there, bud. <laughs> and uh, no, but she does that. I'll be like, oh, I'll talk to my sister. And I'll be like, Aubrey said she had a great time. Uh, playing board games last night and my mom would be like oh did she and I'm like yes that's why I just told you <laughs> and and this has been magnified over the last couple weeks <laughs> oh yeah 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 there's weird things that I never thought I would would annoy me about yeah you know like shared and this is not any fault of hers she's probably listening to this podcast this is not your fault sometimes she sleeps without a pillow oh and she'll just like prop the pillow up against the wall and then just sleep on the i don't know why and then just <laughs> sleep on the mattress that drives me nuts i'm like what are you doing that's bad for your neck <laughs> yeah that's uh that's interesting i've had a hard time with pillows the last couple weeks just because i'll like lay in bed and just i'll flip it over like 19 times that's another one of my pet peeves and and just a very minor inconvenience is when you can't get the pillow quite right like you know you could fall asleep if your pillow was perfect but you're not tired enough to accept it as it is yeah i I feel like I've struggled my entire life to find a pillow I enjoy. Ooh, yeah. I don't, I don't, I've spent like, I'm currently using a pillow that I spend like $80 on. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is a little bit embarrassing. I am embarrassed about this. I've pride myself on like not believing pseudoscience in any way. Um, yeah. Or like any of that stuff. However, there was this pillow that was like, it's great for your face. It's charcoal infused. And it literally just has like packets of charcoal behind. a, And then there's like a piece of plastic over it. Yeah. So it's not like the charcoal is touching your face. So how can it be good for your skin if it's there's like a piece of plastic <laughs> over it? Now, that being said, and I hate this about the pillows damn comfy. <laughs> Why did you buy it? Because it felt firm enough. Like the 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 like Oh, okay. I don't know. It just like felt like what I wanted it to feel like. But now every time I tell someone that, they're like, is it because it's charcoal infused? <laughs> and you're like, no. No. The charcoal never touches your face. I don't uh, I don't understand these things like that. And they I'm sure they like upcharged me for that. Like the pillow's actually only a $30 pillow, but they were like, it's charcoal infused, $80. And now I'm like, fuck, it's what comfy. What is this though. accent you're putting on today? I kind of, I'm enjoying it. Where you're like, I don't know. I don't know what I want to do about this charcoal pillow. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> Am I putting on an accent? I feel like I'm just talking. <laughs> no, you had an accent a little bit there. Uh, the My favorite pillow is a really weird story too. I used to babysit these kids in Missoula and I would house sit for them and watch their cat and dog. 
And I stayed out there one night and I slept on the mom's side of the bed, not to be creepy, but it's the side that had like a nightstand and a lamp on it. Um, so and I you did, was too, did you know for a fact it was the mom's side of the bed? Well, yeah. How did you know that? With a book selection, uh, a lot of like feminist literature and uh, punk literature. And I know that's a shared interest between the two of us. Yeah. I fell asleep on her pillow and then it was the best pillow I've ever used. So I had to be super weird and like text her later and be like, Hey, what pillow do you use? I fell asleep on it one night. I, I didn't mean, I, I, I was just, you know, laying in the middle of the bed and then I accidentally rolled over to your side. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, Nothing weird. Yeah. I, uh, and I also tried to check, but I didn't go through your stuff, but I looked through receipts, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, the best pillow I've ever... Well, two points. The best pillow I've ever used is currently the pillow Sheridan is using. When she's mm. gone, I steal it immediately. It Her like ex-roommate, just when her roommate moved out, just left it there. It's like 100 years old. It's like the first memory foam pillow that ever existed. I don't know. It's... it's um, and all the uh, tags and everything have just been or not on it it's literally just a blank pillow i have no idea who made it so you can't find another version of it no i have no idea who made this pillow the other thing my absolute and this is since we're on pet peeves pet peeves about pillows i don't know what is the fucking point is those pillows that seem fluffy and you put your head on it and all the all the fluff goes to either side of your head and i hate that kind of like drowns you Mm -hmm. but at the same time you're just laying on a piece of fabric and then the mattress and you're like fuck this who fucking made this it happens a lot in hotels hotels they're either way too firm or way too soft yeah i feel like they're always way too soft and i'm like what are we doing what was the point of this my (laughs) head has just sunk straight through and it's now just laying on the mattress and if i try to turn to my side i then drown in the pillow so i've tried a couple times and this is kind of interesting uh that I've tried this, but you know, in movies where someone tries to like suffocate someone else with a pillow, yeah, it doesn't seem realistic. And have you ever tried to suffocate yourself with a pillow and you can like still breathe? And maybe I just lack the will to kill myself, but <laughs> I've held it, I've held it down and like tried to breathe and I can still do it. I don't know if that would be an effective method to kill someone. I don't know. I, I feel like you got pushed pretty hard, like with the intent that you're going to kill that person. Even then, I've always thought, can't you do something? Can't you scratch your claw? Go for the nuts? I don't know. Yeah, Not I like- don't know. Yeah, it depends on the situation. But I, I just, if I'm gonna, if I'm coming in with the intent to kill someone, pillow's not the way I'm going. <laughs> well, I think they do it because it leaves no marks, right? If you strangle someone, they're going to have like bruising on their neck and the autopsy is going to show that or whatever. Right, but you can still tell that someone was suffocated. Like you can yes, tell but that- they they won't, it's just another method for them for the detectives to have to go through okay you know they'll be like oh they they suffocated how that we don't have a weapon they don't have any marks on their neck i guess they would assume pillow but yeah i don't know yeah i'm trying to think of other pet peeves dude like i have a lot of little ones but well and then i feel like there are things in my life that get me super easily frustrated and i don't know if it's like a pet peeve but like where normal people have like a normal amount of patience for it i have zero patience for it one of mine and this is a product of me living where i've lived my entire life is traffic i was literally thinking that about you (laughs) (laughs) i can't do it i cannot do it i don't know what's wrong with me not even and people are like oh you know nobody likes traffic i'm like yeah but you can do it for like 
at least a couple minutes. I can't do it for like 30 seconds. Yeah, you're really weird about it too. Like just like three cars in front of you and one of them's going 24 instead of 25 and you're like honking and flipping them off. I'm like, dude, (laughs) you got to calm down, man. I can't can't (laughs) fucking do it. And if we stop on a road where there is no stop sign, I'm going to blow up. I'm going to lose my mind. I can't handle that. It's kind of standard practice everywhere but Montana to just like pull out around them and go around if they've stopped. Uh, That's why Montanans get so frustrated because they still have the decency to like assume something's wrong. I guess, yeah. Like they're just like, I got to give this person 10 seconds at least. And then if they don't start, then they get upset. Where in Los Angeles, in Austin, uh, in anywhere but Montana, you're pulling out around that person. You're just going around. Like don't wait for them. (laughs) Yeah. They could literally be having a child. Yeah. And we're not going to. That used to drive me up the wall in Los Angeles. But at the same time, it's absolutely necessary where someone stops in the middle of the road, throws their hazards on, and then just like rolls their window down and talks to their friends who are just in the yard in front of them. (laughs) Yeah. Your hazard lights are not a, I get to park anywhere light. That's how I had to move out of my apartment in Koreatown, though. I had to pull up to the side of the apartment, throw my hazards on. I'm out in the middle of the road. And so I had my hazards on. I'd lock my car. I'd run in and grab a couple boxes, bring them out, unlock the car, put them in the car, lock it again, run in, grab a couple boxes. Oh, my God. Nightmare. (laughs) That is a total. See, and I, since I hate traffic so much, I I truly try my best to avoid it or to avoid causing it. Yeah. And that would just cause me so much anxiety knowing that I am doing the thing that I hate when other people do it. Uh, One of my other pet peeves is just like hair. And by that, I mean, uh, there was like a, a guy who lived in the dorms and he would just like shave his beard, not shave, but trim his beard all over the sink and then leave it and walk away. And he had like dark black hair. So it would uh. just be like covered in hair or my mom has really long hair and she just clogs drains with it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say your mom and your sister have really long hair and you grew up with them. They're really like thick hair. Yes. Yeah. And you grew up with them. I was like, there's no way you're not super used to it at this point because it would drive me nuts when I moved in with Sheridan. I was like, your hair is everywhere. And when I wash <laughs> my clothing and I pull it out of the washer and I pull it out of the dryer and it's all washed, your hair's all over my clothing. And I'm like, what? Yeah. What am I supposed to do here? Yeah. You're supposed to shave her head while she's sleeping. Ah. Uh, I don't understand it. I don't know how girls deal with it. Uh, I'm trying to think, dude. Uh, I have some comedy pet peeves. Okay. What are, what are your comedic pet peeves? So I hate when someone tells a bad joke and the audience doesn't laugh and they reprimand the audience for because they think it's a good joke. Oh, yeah. But it's like, clearly it's not, dude. The audience didn't laugh. This used to happen to me for some reason at the comedy store specifically in Los Angeles. And I think it's more prevalent with stand-up because you don't stop an improv scene to reprimand the audience usually. Um, But, you know, somebody would tell a joke, nobody would laugh, and they'd go, hey, that was a good joke. Like, I had a guy tell us that once. (laughs) I remember this very clearly. One guy was like, all right, so I met up with this nurse, right? And she was giving me a hand job, and then I noticed she had a Band-Aid on her finger, and I was like, ew. And the audience didn't laugh, and he was like, all right, I guess you just don't think that's funny. And we're like, no, it's not funny. It's gross, and also you don't have a punchline. I don't know. I think it's pretty funny. No, no, I get a head say, oh, God. You got to have a punchline, you know? Like, oh, I wonder how many other penises that Band-Aid has touched or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I the very definition of a joke is that you shouldn't have to tell people it's funny, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, that's probably my biggest comedy pet peeve. I also 
fluff just bothers me when there's like transitional lines and stuff that don't need to be there. When when a scene like a sketch starts with, hey, man, how you doing? And the other person goes, oh, I'm good. How are you? Like, cut it. I can't stand it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I think that's hard to do. I think that's hard to pull off, though, because especially in improv, you're quickly trying to formulate your thoughts and you just say that fluff so you can formulate your thoughts a little bit better. That's true. My trick with improv scenes don't let the other people come up with the scene. Everybody kind of assumes like, oh, I'll just be nice and I'll let my partner come up with the scene. I come out and I'm like, holy cow, I can't believe we're at this diamond factory, dad. Do we really need to grab unrefined diamonds for your anniversary with mom? And then bam, they know who they are. They know where we are. They know what we're doing. And the rest of the scene can take place, you know? Is that a scene you've done? No, it's not, actually. I came up with that off the top of my head. <laughs> nice. That but, was good. I was intrigued. Yeah. I was like, what? Oh, is this a heist? Is this like a family of heist people? But instead of busting down the big banks, they just go to the source. I like to think dad just brought like a hammer and chisel and he gets frustrated because he can't break diamond off. <laughs> right. Right. It's like, oh, it's so hard. And it's like, dad, it's literally the hardest thing in the world. <laughs> it begs the question how the first diamond was mined. Maybe it just like fell from the sky, hit a dinosaur on the head and they were like, ooh, shiny. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Do you have any comedy pet peeves? I mean, I know that you've also viewed and written a lot of comedy. Yeah, my, I would say one of my comedy pet peeves is is along the same lines, but um, of years of like pe- rep- reprimanding people for, but mine is like, in sketches or something like that, not being able to take criticism on your stuff. Oh, yeah. So not even in the comedy itself, but like, uh, excuse me, this first draft I wrote is as good as the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like that we can just let's just put this out right now. Like, this is good to go. And it's like, no, it's not. And <laughs> yeah, and that's like part of being a creative person. I think in general, if you're going to do something creative and not analytical on any level, like I want to be an architect, I, if you're a photographer, if if you're a designer of any type of fashion designer, um, a comedian, you have got to take criticism because it's in a subjective thing, right? Right. Yep. You have got to be able to take criticism. That's just like part of it. I don't mean it in a bad way. But if I'm like, and I'll try not, I'm not going to come up to you and be like, your sketch blows that's not funny. I'm not going to say that, you know, I'm going to try to be constructive, but at the same time, you're going to have to be willing to hear like this sketch is a long way off. <laughs> it needs just, like a lot of work. Yep. Yep. One of my professors uh, in college told me the, one of his favorite ways to do constructive criticism is to preface what you're going to say with bad idea. And then, you know, you can say, what if the diamond mine were actually a coal mine? And then if they, don't want to use it that's fine if they do want to use it you've prefaced it as a bad idea you know you're automatically bringing yourself down a peg to give them constructive criticism oh okay i can see that and i've used that i don't always use it you know sometimes i've just come across sketches where i'm like all right you need to cut like three pages of this (laughs) yeah and it's not funny right yeah that's always so hard dude when someone's trying so hard to be funny and i've come across this too lord knows how many sketches i've brought to you and it's just like dead on arrival <laughs> yeah and but that's what i think i appreciated about you and our partnership the most is you were always willing to accept that i've done it to you as well uh, okay minus the one t- should we talk about our worst sketch ever <laughs> but i didn't know like what to do to make it better but yes let's talk about it <laughs> um okay so i me and jacob used to be in this improv troupe in missoula do we have a name uh we were first cousins our our troupe was oh god yeah jesus i forgot that that's embarrassing and i wrote a sketch 
called Creepy Gingers. And to mild success, I don't know. It was fine. Yeah, we played these ginger brothers who uh, talked a lot to we- about like fertilization and how much we loved our mother. Yeah, yeah. It, it was very. We were cent- centered on our mother and trying to reproduce redheads for the the clan or whatever. Not the clan. <laughs> to to make more bring more redheads into the world. Yeah, it's yeah, a fact yeah. that we are are being. Slowly uh, eradicated. They were not associated with the clan in any way. I meant clan. No. <laughs> C-L-A-N, not K-L-A. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's a mild success. It was it, it was sort of funny. It was fine. I, it, 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 you know, I thought it was fine. Then me and Jacob started Gingers on Ice. This was like, what, like a year later? Two years year, later? Or two years later. Yeah, yeah it like, was a while. Two years later, I write Creepy Gingers 2, which is like a... At least in the first sketch, I sort of introduced our characters as weirdos. In <laughs> yeah. Creepy Gingers 2, I just, for whatever reason, assumed people would remember that. And we had a completely different audience and a completely different everything. And I was like, you guys have seen this first sketch, right? No introduction. <laughs> I just hopped right in and made us and just like ramped it up as I, as I think you should with sketches, but ramped it up to extreme. And it was so fucking weird and so bad. And nobody understood what was going on at all but i distinctly remember the show going pretty well and then we just bust out and i go hey brother yes i see mother has finished whipping you or something yeah, like yeah, that yeah. some like weird shit like that and they <laughs> the audience just like pulled back and they were like what are these <laughs> who are these people that's one of the only thing we've done where zero laughs happened like the whole time yeah dude it <laughs> was so it was so bad <laughs> And it was just silence. It was just me and Jacob in these high-pitched voices was shrieking into the void about injecting semen. <laughs> I don't think that line was in there, like, proper, but... Dude, it was close enough. Like, I wrote it. I can't even remember it because I think I just, like, blacked it out of my brain. <laughs> okay, so I combed through my computer. I found the script. Alex and I are going to read it to you. We're going to do a little audio play here. Uh, every once in a while, if you just hear me talking normal, that is stage direction. That's what our characters are doing. Uh, Alex, are you ready? You're Bart, right? You're Bartholomew and I'm Percival. Yeah. Without further ado, Creepy Gingers 2. Interior, bar, day. Bart and Percy, two disgusting ginger brothers, polish their bar in sync. Bart gets progressively angrier whilst polishing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my golly dang, Percival. Hmm, what's that, brother? Bart steps out from behind the bar. Our bar is empty. We have no customers. I like the silence. It is only then I can truly hear my impending doom coming. Mm, I do love that feeling, but at some point we really need to make some money. Percy steps out from behind the bar. You don't think it could be the name of our bar, do you, brother? (laughs) What? No way. Two gingers, one cup is a perfect name. (laughs) It says that we have red hair and we will serve you a drink. I think the problem is our decor. What? Brother, please. We both agreed on demonic possession. The blood on the walls and skeleton chandeliers clearly scare our customers into drinking away their fears. Ah, rats, patootie, you're right, brother. (laughs) Mother did always say you were the smart one. Bart touches his earpiece. (laughs) Fuck, man. (laughs) What? What was that, mother? Hmm, yes, okay. Okay, yes. I love you, too. He kisses the air. Percival, mother has spoken. Oh, mother, I love her. (laughs) Fuck. Why did I throw that in there? I know, Percy, (laughs) I do, too. (laughs) Sweet. (laughs) 
She said the solution to our problem is to improve our customer service. Let's do some role-playing. Yay, role-playing. But can I whip you this time? My bum-bum still hurts. I do want to say that's where the audience was like, I'm out. <laughs> like that exact line was the audience was like, cool, we're done. <laughs> I like what you're thinking, but now's not the time. I'm going to pretend to be a customer coming in and you serve me how you normally would, okay? Be professional. I got it, brother. Percy undoes his pants and drops them. Percival, your enthusiasm is great, but not that kind of role playing. I just want great customer service, okay? Bart adopts the character of a bar patron. <clears throat> Good evening, my... Generous fellow, I would like one beer, please. Evening is when my night terrors start. Percival, your desire to connect with the customer is great, but maybe a little less personal. Who are you? How do you know my name? My impending doom is finally here. Brother, prepare the escape pod. Percival, it's me, Bartholomew. It's me, your beloved brother. Percy breaks character. I know, brother. I was just really into character. That was genius, brother. You're a regular Daniel DeLewis. <laughs> they hug. Let's start again. I think your body Daniel could... DeLewis. Sorry. <laughs> I think your body could be positioned in a more welcoming stance when a customer answers. Let me help you. He poses Percy around for quite some time. There. You look very inviting. Remember to show your pearly whites. I'll walk over here and we'll start. Remember... Be professional. I'm ready! Professional! I didn't know we had started. Bart adopts the bar patron again and walks in. Good morrow, kind sir. How do you do? My thirst needs to be quenched, and dare I say you're the man for the job. I would like warm milk from my mother's teat. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Ah, my fair chap, that is a splendid request, but I'm afraid I cannot oblige because I am not allowed to touch mother. She says I am dirty and undesirable. Cut. Percival, as always, I love your commitment to mother, but don't forget the customer is always right. No request is too much here at two gingers, one cup. Ah, dagnabbit, I'm no good at this. Maybe we should switch roles, brother. Can do, sunflower. Can do, Sunflower. You walk in like a customer and I'll show you how to get big tips. Percy walks into the bar. Hello, mister. May I please have some... Oh, sorry. I'm supposed to be a bar patron. Hello, mister. May I please have some tonic water and hot sauce? What the hell did you say to me, you pale white bitch? The fuck kind of drink is tonic water and hot sauce? I hope you get in a car wreck and die. Percival starts crying. Ah, I hate myself. Could I have 72 ounces of tangerine gin, please? (laughs) He snaps out of it. Well, brother, it worked. You made me hate myself so much that I wanted to drink away my sorrows. Excellent. We'll be ready for when our first customer comes in. Bart touches his earpiece. What was that, mother? The bar has been closed this whole si- time? Turn the sign around? Bart turns the open sign around. Mm-hmm. For that mistake, we must be whipped. Possible. <laughs> mother said it's whipping time. Oh, no, brother. But what about my bum-bum? Can I whip you this time? Only if there's hatred in your eyes. Always. <laughs> and scene. <laughs> Dude, fuck. Uh, yeah, so let's break that down a little bit. It starts out fine. The two gingers, one cup is a good joke that that's the name of our bar. 
Well, I liked it enough that I said it twice. (laughs) I think that part's funny. I think we start out okay. The characters are weird. And then you're absolutely right. The minute that... where is it? You, the minute... You're like, my, can I whip you this time? Oh, yeah. My bum bum hurts. <laughs> that the minute that happens, the sketch completely turns. And, and it, again, it was only four pages, but that felt like a fucking slog, yeah, dude. dude. As I was reading it, I was like, can this end? <laughs> and the only thing I think is funny is after my bum bum still hurts is when you say Daniel DeLewis. <laughs> That might be the only. <laughs> yeah, that that's the only joke in there, and all I did is mispronounce someone's name. It just gets so weird, like tonic water and hot sauce. I don't fuck, man. I feel like I, <laughs> I like probably threw a lot of those in as like semi placeholders, and they just I like do that stayed all the time, dude. I totally do that. Where like I'll change this later. I'll make it funnier, and then I just never change it. Yeah, I think that's exactly what happened. I was like, that's not funny. Whatever. It's the only thing I could come up with. <laughs> all right. Well. Should we uh, end this thing with a police blotter? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Police blotter. A caller reported a black Shetland pony was running down the highway past Central Montana propane toward Casino Creek Concrete. <laughs> I love the level of expertise here. Yeah. Where, you know, I, I would call it. I'll be like, oh, shit, that's a horse. And this person's like, ah, black Shetland pony is running amok. Isn't Shetland Pony like the miniature horse? Isn't that what a miniature horse is? I don't know. A Shetland Pony. I'm pretty sure. So now I'm picturing like a tiny little horse (laughs) running down the road (laughs) and this guy just being an expert at horses, but not being willing to help at all. Yeah. (laughs) Later that day, a caller reported a... Oh, sorry. No. Two days later, a caller reported a tan black and white horse... Running toward town. I think it's the same horse. Damn. What? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to Google it real quick. I think a Shetland pony is a miniature horse. Shetland pony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're miniature horses. Oh, that's cute. So there was just a miniature horse that was like, give me the hell out of here. And he ran towards town. I like to think that it was in a pen made for normal sized horses. Yeah. (laughs) And the owner just like. Couldn't figure out how the Shetland pony just kept getting out, but all it kept doing was just, like, walk under the fence. (laughs) Uh, I I hope the owner listens to this podcast. I truly do. (laughs) I want someone to get mad at us for the police blotter. Like, excuse me. Yeah. My husband was having a heart attack when I called about how my cat couldn't fit through my doggy door. Oh, then I have more questions. If that your husband's (laughs) having a heart attack and you're talking about your cat not fitting through the doggy door. Uh, This is... uh... Kind of the only other one for this week. A caller reported a maroon Chevy pickup parked on the road to their house twice today. The caller stated this pickup could be seen at different times of the day and night. An officer made contact with the owner and suggested to stop doing this. (laughs) I just, and you know, I don't want to like group the entire town um, into one, but there's a lot of people in that town who love conspiracy theories i would say (laughs) and i'm sure this person does and they're just they probably think they're being spied on or something yeah when what it probably is is some rancher who has a kid back from school or something and they're like hey you need to go check the fields (laughs) and that 
kid is doing their using their truck to do it, which hasn't been seen. I could be totally wrong. Someone could be spying on them. That would be kind of badass. But everybody that believes they're being spied on, why would somebody spy on you? What information do you have? Either Ooh. either a you actually have information, in which case. I guess a farmer in central Montana is a good alibi. Or B, you don't have any information and you really need to take a long, hard look in the mirror. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a great point. You don't have any information, but you're still like, why are they watching me? Yeah. They're like, trying to... <laughs> it's Nielsen. They're trying to learn what TV shows I watch. <laughs> yeah. What are they doing? They're pointing something like they're reading the gas meter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. But uh, yeah, that's the police blotter. I do want to say that you're absolutely right last week there's a different person compiling them now and now instead of police blotter they're called law enforcement blotter and it has not been nearly as interesting since this new person started compiling them oh also if we're doing correction corner i would like you to correct yourself again because it is confirmed that uh joe exotic does Uh, not sing his songs the day after I said I think he did, I saw that article and I was like, oh, well, Boom. Alex was right. <laughs> Boom. I was like, there's no fucking way that's him singing those songs. No, no, he is not. <laughs> it's growing apparent to me we don't have anything else to say, Alex. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking quarantine. I'm not doing anything. I'm just, I'm literally doing nothing. It's driving me nuts. All right, dude. Well, maybe we'll uh, bust out some more sketches or something, do a bonus episode. Just shitty sketches from our history. <laughs> Okay. All right. Uh, if you like this podcast, tell your friends about it. If you are listening to this right now, you're one of few people. Like, I, nobody's commuting anymore, so no one's listening to podcasts. Yeah. And uh, we've taken a hit. Not that we had any advertisers or anything, <laughs> but make people listen to it with you. Or not with you, because that doesn't show up on the stats. Uh, make people listen to it on their device in the same house as you. Yeah. Don't li- all listen to it at the same time. Everyone's got a smartphone. Go into your siblings' rooms if you're home with your family, or go into your roommates' home uh, rooms or whatever, and just you need to put it on their smartphones. Yeah, and this goes for you, Alex. When you're listening to it later, and Sheridan wants to listen to it, separate devices. Oh yeah, I've been doing that now. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, go like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.